One Sabbath afternoon, I received a call from the mother of a child I had just corrected earlier at church that morning. The girl had smarted off to me when I told her to stay out of a room that was off-limits. The mother told me, my daughter wants to tell you she's sorry, but before she gets on the phone, I wanted to ask you, when she says she's sorry, don't tell her it's okay, just tell her she's forgiven. Wow, I thought, this mother gets it. Forgiveness is not saying it is okay. So many are slow to forgive because what happened to them was so wrong, they just can't sweep it under the rug. The deed deserves to be punished. What they don't understand is, forgiveness is not sweeping it under the rug and saying it is okay. Then what is it saying? When I share the gospel presentation, I always share this passage from the Desire of Ages. To me, it is so clear and simple and sums up the whole plan of salvation. It's in Desire of Ages, page 25, and I quote, Christ was treated as we deserve, that we might be treated as he deserves. He was condemned for our sins in which he had no share, that we might be justified by his righteousness in which we had no share. He suffered the death which was ours, that we might receive the life which was his. With his stripes we are healed. End quote. Now I would like to take this passage to the next level, beyond the plan of my personal salvation. I understand that Jesus took the punishment for my sins so that I can now be treated the way that Jesus deserves to be treated. Now I need to understand that the sins my enemy have committed have not been swept under the rug. Jesus was also treated the way my enemy deserves to be treated, so that I may now treat my enemy the way Jesus deserves to be treated. Jesus did not only suffer for my sins, he suffered also for the sins committed against me. Why do I need to take it out on my enemy when on the cross, it was already taken out on Jesus. I hear people say things like, they made fun of me, they deserve to be humiliated. Well, Jesus was mocked and humiliated on the cross in their place. They killed my son, they deserve to die. Jesus died on the cross because they killed your son. They sexually abused me. They deserve to be abused. Jesus hung naked on the cross. There, there was no towel or robe. That's in the pictures to keep the pictures decent. In reality, there was no towel or robe. Jesus hung naked in front of the entire universe, including his own angels. He was abused because somebody abused you. Earlier this year, I was reading through the Old Testament, and when I came to Isaiah 53, something jumped out at me when I read, verse 5, with his stripes we are healed. Suddenly, I realized something I never saw before. I realized that retaliation against my enemy will never bring me healing. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, not by the stripes of my enemy. Jesus suffering for my sin can only bring partial healing and partial reconciliation. 
I am made whole and totally reconciled, not just to Jesus, but to my brothers also, when I realize that on the cross, Jesus suffered for their sins too. In the story in Matthew 18, 21 to 35, a man is forgiven who did not ask to be forgiven. He only asked for more time to pay the debt. However, the master forgave the debt anyway. This is important for us to note because the master represents God who forgave us without us even asking. When Jesus cried out on the cross, Lord, forgive them, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do, nobody was asking for forgiveness. But yet Christ was still forgiving the entire world. In the Lord's Prayer, we find that we are to forgive as we've been forgiven, meaning that we are to forgive in the same manner. God expects us to forgive without even being asked to forgive, just as the man in Matthew 18 was forgiven while only asking for more time to pay the debt. After the man was forgiven, he goes out and sees a brother who owes him a much smaller debt. Even after being forgiven, he refuses to forgive. In the parable, the unforgiving man ends up in prison until his debt is paid. But wait a minute, wasn't his debt forgiven? Separated as far as the east is from the west and into the depths of the sea? How did his debt come back? I believe it happened this way. Mm -hmm. When I refuse to forgive my brother, what I'm saying is, I don't think Jesus' death on the cross was enough to pay for what was done to me. Well, guess what? If Jesus' death, death is not enough to pay for my enemy's sin, then it's not enough to pay for my sin either. By not allowing Jesus to pay for my enemy's sin on the cross, I've just disqualified the cross as a payment for sin, and therefore I must still pay for my sins. And the only way I can do that is to die an eternal death. Forgiveness and reconciliation is not saying it is okay. It is saying, I realize Jesus suffered for your sins on the cross. It is realizing I am healed by the stripes Jesus received and not by the stripes my enemy receives. We have to be pretty sick ourselves to think that in order for us to be healed, someone else has to get hurt. Jesus does not have to hurt my enemy in order to heal me. Christ was treated as we deserve, that we might be treated as he deserves. Christ was also treated the way my enemy deserves, that I may now be treated, that I may now treat my enemy the way that Christ deserves. With his stripes, we are healed.